Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Retrospects podcast. We are here to chat about our one of our favorite boy bands, NSYNC. This is our first two-parter. This is uh, NSYNC part two. So it's going to be super fun. Um, today, we do not have Erica joining us because send your thoughts and prayers to Erica because she's not feeling well, neither are her kids. So it's just a little bit crazy. But I do have a wonderful fill-in co-host. Uh, this is another friend that I met on, you guessed it, TikTok. And uh, she is a fantastic individual. She is smart and funny. And she has a podcast of her own called The Midnight Record. Her name is Charlotte Bird. Um, Charlotte, would you like to say hello? Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Keep complimenting me. I just want to keep hearing all the compliments. <laughs> if you don't know what The Midnight Record is, it's a wonderful true crime podcast. Um, you can never have too many of those. So please, please, please go listen to her and her wonderful podcast. So, <laughs> my my um, joke always is when people ask me, they're like, oh, you have a podcast? What's it about? And I'm like, well, I am a white woman. So true crime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of but course. we do like paranormal stuff. Um, deep weds, like Reddit yes. stories, too. So it, it's mostly true crime. But it is sort of like, what's itching our brains? Um, is this coming out this week? Is this a... Yeah, it'll come out on Friday. Okay. Yeah, so we're about to get into um, <clears throat> Pride Month for our podcast. So we've been doing a lot of um, LGBTQ plus uh, cases. And also in our freeform episodes, we've just been sort of talking about um, some of the laws that are happening and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. So it's... it's wow. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting, a very interesting topic. This yeah. Time. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> heavy, heavy for sure. Very heavy. Yeah, I the, I was listening to a couple of like the paranormal stuff, and I was like, "That's so cool! I love listening to that stuff." I mean, because you know, it's just even at like it. I I don't know. I was never like I never listened to a lot of like scary stories whenever I was younger, mm-hmm. but like it's always been a little bit intriguing just to hear what other people's experiences are, you know? And I think um, we all just like to be a little bit scared. I think it's, I think it's good to be a little scared sometimes <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little eerie. Yeah. Little eerie. Um, but uh, yeah, but like you said, it's, it's mainly true crime. So all good. Okay. Would you like to share anything else about yourself? Uh, yeah. So as Bree said, we met on the tick of the talk, of course. Um, I am a <laughs> content creator on there. I mainly do makeup that is surrounded by comedy, body positivity, true crime, of course. Um, and yeah, I guess that it's been going on for like two years now <laughs> since the, since April of the pandemic. Yeah. It's sort of crazy. Um, uh-huh. Me too. yeah. So, and you know, and then of course I have a day job, which isn't quite as, um, interesting, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, of course it's interesting to me, but, um, I'm not trying to like, uh, dox myself all over the internet anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah and then I guess you and I met, we must've met like, the summer of 2020, I think. Yeah, I think so. Because we had, like, the same couple friends. And I would, like, and I I would see your stuff on, on my FYP. And be like, she looks cool. She looks really <laughs> nice. And, like, look at her doing her makeup and stuff. And then, uh, and so I started following you. And then I realized that, like, Hannah followed you. And Sarah followed you. And so I would be like, 
maybe she'll like me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I got introduced to that whole group of people by Sarah, and Sarah and I have known each other for going on almost thirteen years now. So oh, yeah, wow. so. Yeah, I think she invited me to a Zoom, and that's sort of how I met everybody. But, um, but yeah, it's been yeah. it's been good, and I'm I'm glad you're also on a little podcast journey. So yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's just I I I always like wanted because like, I listen to true crime podcasts too, and I would listen to um, actually my first podcast that I listened to was called The History Chicks because mm-hmm. I like history. And I would listen to a whole bunch of their stuff. And I'd be like, this is really cool. I'm like, I could never do it. And then I listened to a couple other true crime stuff. And I was like, maybe I want to do it. Maybe I do want to do it. And then I was like, but I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know anything. I know nothing. <laughs> so I was like, I know a little bit about pop culture. So that I could chat about that forever (laughs) and i'm like so into the nostalgia of like your podcast in general because i think specifically millennials were just like oh what a sweeter what a sweeter gentler time i mean obviously there's still horrible things going on in the world but like we as youngins didn't quite comprehend it we had no idea no um yeah but yeah and oh my gosh you you guys got um a comment from one of the hansen brothers a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes. I was like, yeah, it was actually just the other day. It was just the other day. I like, um, so yeah, the episode, it was the Hanson episode. So it was just like two or three weeks ago mm-hmm. that we did it. We covered them. And, um, and I, I was, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I was writing the description before I posted the episode. And I was like, you know, it would be really fun if I used like all their song titles in the description <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I like, tried to like incorporate it as much as I knew how and then we always like you know tag like our hashtag it you know in the Instagram mm-hmm. and then Erica went in the other day and just started tagging some of the bands and like the people in the bands and, and the posts or whatever yeah. and apparently Zach Hansen saw it and he commented and I was like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can't breathe cannot breathe <laughs> i was like i don't even think he'll listen to it but i don't care he knows who we are <laughs> it doesn't matter who's gazed upon our instagram post we are famous yeah, exactly. immediately no that's exactly. that's so it's so fun I, I that's what i love about social media is that it i don't know like Yes, there are really big quote unquote influencers or like celebrities or whatever, but then, you know, but there's also just like a ton of like, like normal people and the sort of mashup between super celeb and like, you know, normal everyday person is, um, I don't know. I just, I love seeing like celebrities comment on people's posts and things like that. So yes, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that he saw it for sure. Oh my gosh! Like I, I, I freaked out. I was like, Erica, Erica, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> I sent her a message right away. She was like, I just tagged him in it today. So <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was a, it was a good uh, time. But um, usually, like I would have waited like an extra day or so for her to like recover, get better. But I'm leaving tomorrow to go take care of my nieces and nephews for several days. And so I am like, 
I was like, I gotta, I gotta record today. So yeah. And then are you going to have to edit tonight as well? Or I'll edit, I'll edit bits and pieces probably like while they're at school on like Tuesday and Wednesday or on, I'm sorry, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. And then I'll publish on Friday. That's usually what I do. So I usually like, I work all day and then I'll edit at night and then I'll publish. So I'm currently going through like an editing blitch because I'm going out of town at the end of the month and then I'm moving in June. And so I'm trying to get everything. I have everything through my trip edited, but I'm trying to get everything through June edited so that I'm not super stressed out trying to get it all done while I'm like moving. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is it a big move or are you just moving to like another place? I'm just, I'm moving to another apartment. Um, but it's the first time that I'm going to be living by myself. Uh, well, since college, which is very exciting, but, um, but you know, there's just going to be like a lot of stuff that's going to need to be done because I'm only one person. Um, and I have friends who will like help me put together things or like whatever, but I also sort of, I'm very much an Aquarius in the sense that I'm like so hard headed because I can't let someone else help me. Um, also yeah. that's the Enneagram eight of me for sure. I know you're also very much into the Enneagram. So, um, yes, yeah, yeah, eights are notoriously hard headed. So I'm like, I'm like, I, it's like, I need help. It's like, what can I help you with? It's like, well, I just need to do it. It's like, Charlotte, let me help you. No, I can't let you help me. <laughs> Either that or you're doing yeah, it wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's like, or I'm like sitting there like, oh, I'm going to have to fix everything when you leave. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to make my life easier. So I totally understand because there have been times where I've been on like work trips and stuff trying to edit the podcast and it's like sort of nightmarish when you're not like in your groove doing it, you know? Yeah, totally. I get that. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. So, um. But that's exciting, though. Yeah, I mean, you're you're moving. You're gonna be on your own. You're a big girl now. Yeah, I'm gonna. I need to keep. I need to post some TikTok videos about it because I need to put my Amazon wish list up there and be like, if you have twelve dollars to spare, and would like to buy me a shower curtain. That's twelve dollars. I don't have to spend. <laughs> Please. Do you like me enough? <laughs> Help me. I'm poor. Like it's very that. Like it's very very that right now. Yeah, I get Ugh. that. I get that. Actually, um, that was another thing is Erica, uh, that was another thing. Erica is going to have to be moving by like the end of June because mm. I think she, they're raising her rent. So she's like Jesus. panicking about that too. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is not fun. It's not Where fun. Where does Erica live? She lives in New Hampshire. Okay. So, it, but it's like, it's like Massachusetts Junior. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very expensive there. And she's like, it's just, if we move somewhere else, like, you'd have to get her husband, her and her husband would have to get certifications in different states and stuff like that. She's like, it's just too much. It's too much. And she's like, just freaking it's out about it. It's so entirely too much. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not moving because yeah. my rent is going up necessarily. Well, I mean, it is going to go up because I'm go- moving it by myself, but it's because my roommate and I are just going to part ways and I can't afford this place by myself um but I'm signing a lease on Saturday so I'm very excited woo congratulations mama I remember my post like post divorce whenever I was Mm -hmm. like like right after my divorce I moved in with my friend's mom Mm. and 
Um, and then she got married a few months later and then I just took over her apartment. And so, but I just remember feeling like incredibly like independent and like, I was like, this feels wonderful. Like I'm a big kid now. And I, I, that was like the first time I lived on my own. And I was like, this is absolutely great. Like it is a little lonely sometimes, but it is just nice having that freedom to like yeah. do whatever. No, and I I mean, look, I sort of I'm like an extroverted introvert, you know, and I yeah, because of my job, because I'm in bars and restaurants all day every day, it's like I have to navigate other people's feelings constantly. And so, honestly, when I come home, like I live with my best friend, I love her to bits. But, like, we don't really hang out that much when we're here because, like, she's also in school and, like, she has to take care of kids. So, it's, like, both of our social batteries are, like, drained. So, yeah, it's yeah, – I, I agree. I'm sure it'll be lonely, but I'm literally going to be living, like, a five-minute walk away from one of my very close friends and her Shiba Inu, who I'm sure you've seen on my Instagram. Yes. Very <gasps> handsome oh man. Um, I Very <laughs> handsome. Um, I – I told her, I was like, maybe we'll have a bed at like auntie's house so that if he wants to come over and like hang out that he can. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, okay, now we're like really co-parenting my dog. I was like, well, I mean, that's the best. That's the best. That's what I was, I keep telling everybody about. I was like, yeah, I like with um, my nieces and nephews, like I love, I love being auntie. Like love it. <laughs> I would. And so, but like. I don't love it enough to become mom yeah. by any means, mm-hmm. but I love being auntie. So I'm like, I can, I, I don't have the responsibility of telling you what's right and wrong. <laughs> well, and it's like, if they start acting up, you're like, Oh, eh, there you go. Not my problem. Goodbye. And like, you get to be the fun yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not super little anymore. Like my, like my nieces are like eight and 10 and my, ne- my oldest nephew's 15. And so it's it's not going to be like other than like some bickering between my nieces. I don't really think I'm going to have a whole lot of issues. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have lots of nieces and nephews all over the place, and I'm like, I, I think I, like in October I drove three hours to Columbus and three hours back in, in one day for my nephew's birthday. I was like, that's the kind of auntie I want to be. Yeah. Like, you have a birthday? I'm going to be there. 100%. Oh, I'll, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I, I, I love seeing all the pictures of your nieces and nephews on your Instagram because yeah. I'm like, because I don't you. have any siblings. So like, I can't be like, I can't oh, yeah. be like an official auntie to like human children, but I can to fur babies for sure all day, every day. Yes. So yeah, I'm like, I will have, if I could, I mean, if I could, I would have like 12 fur babies, but I really I can't. <laughs> well, then, then they like, would outnumber you, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have like the dog and the two mm-hmm. cats, but and that's plenty <laughs> uh, for now. But I, I'm like, I would, I would want like a, an otter. I want a fox. I would love a pet raccoon. Oh my god, an otter! <laughs> oh my gosh, don't get me yes. started. Twelve year old me would be like, what? An otter? You have an otter? Like, would be flipping the fuck out. Also. Could, Actually, Can I, I was, swear, is okay. is it okay? But okay, no, yeah, okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> that's totally fine. I like I love otters. Actually, like um, in 2020, it was like June 2020. It was summertime, and my friend was like, "I want to go get a tattoo. Does anyone want to go get a tattoo with me?" 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll go get a tattoo. And I couldn't decide if I wanted an otter or a fox. And I, I went into the tattoo parlor and I was like, this is what I want. And this is also what I want. What do you think? And he was like, actually, my nickname uh, in Serbian was Otter. And so, and I was like, well, that's fate. Go ahead and tattoo the Otter on me. Go right ahead then. And then a couple weeks ago, uh, I was in that same part of town and I was like, oh, I'm going to go get another tattoo. And so I walked in the same shop. And I, and then it was, it ended up being his daughter that, that tattooed me. So it was, it was like, I didn't find that out until after. And it was, um, I got a little, uh, triceratops, like cartoony triceratops on me. So I was like, why the, why the heck not? Just walk in and be like, can I have a tattoo, please? Thank you. Ta- tattoo on <laughs> me now, please. Thank you so much. Yeah. That was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess worse, there's worse ways to spend your money, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least it's portable art, you know. That's the way I always look at it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have any, but I want, a, I want a bunch. But I'm, like, just waiting for the time to, like, get one. I'm, and I'm such a freaking baby when it comes to pain, oh, too. Oh, are you? Like, I, I am. So I always end up getting, like, tiny ones. So I only have, I have one, two, three... Four. I think I have five. Mm. And um, like the one, like I got this one with Hannah and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was like, I was the only one that was like, <sighs> like crying. <laughs> like, it hurts. I, I was like, you know, Brian, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I need to squeeze somebody's hand, please. <laughs> Give me hands now, please. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that was that was me. I was and I was such a freaking baby about it. But it was like it's so much. It's so worth it after you're done because you're like it's it's art and it's on me. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything all the time, but it. it yeah, so, for sure. I mean, there's this guy on TikTok who I follow who does um, vintage. Like he takes vintage uh, textiles and the foliage and th- like roses and things that they used to put on like old school ro- wallpaper. And then he transfers that to like your body where it literally looks like you're wearing a piece of the carpet or the drape or like whatever. And it's all very, you know, it's like night, like twenties, thirties, forties, you know what I'm like talking about. And uh, he's based in Brooklyn and I'm like, Ooh, maybe one day, one day, maybe we'll see. You should do it. I'll it. get there eventually. Gotta find me a sugar daddy first, and then we'll then we'll get in. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We all do. That's sugar fair. daddies for everyone. <laughs> I saw something on TikTok and it made me laugh. And it was like, can I ha- can I be a sugar baby but have like a diabetic daddy? Where it's like, can I have a Splenda daddy? Like, where it's like, like I don't have to do the the, the dirty things. <laughs> it's like it's like, or even just or even Splenda in the sense of like. You know, you don't have to give me a ton of money, but like a couple hundred dollars occasionally would be nice, you know. Um, exactly. That's so funny, Splendid Daddy. Yeah. I can't. I'm dead. <laughs> um, but anyway, getting <laughs> yes. to it. Let's. Uh, so, as far as InSync goes, um, I know you're you're just a couple years younger than me, but like InSync was like all the rage when I was in my 
pubescent years yes, yes. <laughs> and even several years after. So they were such a big deal to me. But um, what about you? Did you watch anything? Do you remember them being on TV? Like, what do you remember about Girl, them? what do I not remember? I have so many vivid <laughs> memories of, I remember when they did the, um, Disney used to do the these concert series that were like live from Orlando. Mm-hmm. I remember watching yes. that with my mom. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember her, I remember us having an argument over who was like the most handsome. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the um, I think, I think she was into JC. Um, and I have always mm-hmm. been a JT or a Lance moment. Okay. Um, yes. So, uh, that was the same with like the Backstreet Boys too, whereas like I was really into Nick Carter and she was really into um Kevin. Like really into okay. Kevin. Yes. Um Yeah. And uh yeah, so like I remember that and I that must have happened maybe when I was like seven or eight. Because I'm thirty one now. Yeah. Um so yeah, I guess that would make yeah. sense because it was it came out I think that Disney special specifically came out in ninety eight. Okay. So, so seven would seven yeah. would definitely track. And I I mean like I remember we would have like when I would have sleepovers, we would, you know, make up little dances and it was almost always to in sync, like either whatever new <laughs> C D had just come out or um new single or whatever. And um yeah, I but it wasn't until um no strings attached did I like really dive down deep into the pit of insane um and i just like having i remember i like snuck mtv to be able to watch the like world premiere of like pop or something like that dirty pop oh yeah the yeah and uh yeah no so just a lot of i mean i you know i know a lot of people in our generation are like backstreet boys or insane people and just yeah. like most things, I like to see both sides of, you know, both points. But I have always leaned much more in sync than I have Backstreet Boys. Um, yeah, yeah. I, that was like one of the things that I think we talked a little bit about last week was like, you were all like, there was such a competition between mm-hmm. the two. And I mean, and, and rightly so, because they were managed by the same person, the same butthead, Lou Pearlman. Yeah. And then, um, but at the same time, he he managed them and then also pitted them against each other almost. It like it's it's crazy because like obviously now you see them everywhere and they seem to they all seem to get along and it's like there's no hard feelings. It's just like this was their job back in the day, um, but they always tried to like you know outsell each other and yada yada. But capitalism um, game, <laughs> yeah. game recognized game yeah. So. yeah for sure and so um, many of those b- boy bands were like very much on the same level right with like very slight differences of you know style or anything but like honestly they all sort of went through this like factory you know machine right like in a lot yeah. of way- like there was a formula that like they took who they were as people and their specific talents and then they beep beep boop 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 and then it's like ta-da here you go boy pan boy band pie uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that's actually a good way to put it that is a good way to put it yeah. i think I, I forget exactly what happened I, I next week uh we'll start diving into backstreet boys but 
like InSync obviously came just a smidge later, you know, but then like you had before them, there was like New Kids on the Block and before Mm -hmm. them was like New Edition and all the other ones from the 80s and 90s, like early 90s. But like InSync, they kind they they ended up kind of forming by themselves, like kind of they had some help with Lou Pearlman because it was like Chris was working at um, I'll get into like some bio bio like bio mm-hmm. stuff here in a second, but Chris was working at at Universal Studios. He had a friend who was a former Backstreet Boy that quit oh. um, before they got famous introduced him to Lou Pearlman and Lou Pearlman was like he came to watch Chris perform and he was like you know what you got something like if you can put something together I'll help you out wow and so he ended up finding like JC and Justin because obviously JC and Justin knew each other from Mickey Mouse Club and then they found Joey through um also at Universal um and then they had a base. I think he quit, and so but because they wanted like a like a good rounded out like group mm-hmm. sound because it, like they all had uh, training in like acapella and doo wop yeah. and stuff like that. So and then they um, it was Justin's vocal coach that got them in touch with Lance. And what's crazy to me is like Justin was like fourteen, fifteen years old. Lance was sixteen, yeah. and it's just like. Like how? Wow! It's. it's I mean, (laughs) I'll tell you what the '90s like. They did not (laughs) care about like any child labor laws or anything like that. Like it's sort of crazy how, like, you know, especially when you get older and you, you know, become nostalgic and you look back and like, you know, us being so young, like 15, 16, seemed so much older, right? But like. They're yeah. kids. They're literally still just kids. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're having to make all these like adult decisions or adults are making decisions for them that end up affecting them for like most of their career. It's a whole, I mean, I have lots of thoughts and opinions, obviously. But, um... No, totally. It, I mean, it is crazy because I mean, that's essentially like, I mean, like we, like we were talking about like that Disney, that Disney channel yep. thing, um, that Disney channel special, uh, spoiler alert. It was the Backstreet Boys that was supposed to have that, but they they backed out of it because they were exhausted <gasps> and they were so tired. And so they, like I said, Lou was Lou Perlman was was managing both of them, and so he went to InSync and was like, "Do you want it?" And they said, "Yes, absolutely." And that's essentially how they started. They blew up. Wow. Like, yeah, it's bonkers. Like if if Backstreet Boys had taken it, like. How different would it be? Well, for them, I you know? think that I'm, if I recall that they, okay, I just looked it up. Yeah, they did end up having one in '99. Cause I do remember that. Um, there was also, a- my girls bewitched. Is- Come on, queens, <laughs> let's go. Uh, I loved yeah. bewitched. Actually, it was a uh, the other a uh, few weeks ago. We were talking about some of like the lesser known boy bands in America, and I think. I can't remember which one it was, but I, um, I think it was take that. No, take that. Yeah. Like it was a British boy mm-hmm. band or Westlife. I can't remember which one it was, but they were, but one of the, 
guys in that band, two of his sisters are in Bewitched. Uh, and so I was like, I love Bewitched. Oh my god. Again, that was another that was another CD that got very well loved in my house and the amount yes. of time hey, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like one all day, every day, just me being seven years old trying to Irish step dance. My mom is like, please, for the love of God, make it stop. Like, please, please. <laughs> Poor woman. I'm surprised that she can go insane with how much I just played that album. But um Yeah. Yeah. No, but it is it, yeah, it is interesting to think about those like butterfly effect things where it's like they probably, you know, both of those bands would still probably have the modicum of like success that they ended up having, but like maybe the timeline. I mean, the timelines definitely would have been different, right? Yeah, I would. I would think so because, like, I think I remember that other one that you were talking about. I I actually watched it that special last week. It was on Fox Family, uh, and <laughs> yeah, it was on Fox Family, not ABC Family, and it was. Um, yeah, and it was, I think it was in 99 that that mm-hmm. one came out. Yeah. And that that one, I, I remember, like, recording that one on a VHS tape whenever it was on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> just just the, the nostalgic, you know, like, you had those recordable, oh, my God, like, how crazy like is that? You like, ha- that wasn't that long the, ago. <laughs> I, I was listening to another podcast, um... I'm a really big Law & Order SVU fan, and um, I was listening to this podcast called um, That's Messed Up, and one of the hosts was talking about how she needed to get a bunch of stuff off of her DVR recently, and I was le- like, oh like in last week's episode, and I was like, DVR? People still use what? those? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what? What do you mean? It, it's called like, that was streaming, like- babe. It's called streaming. Yes, and that was like such a big deal. It, but and before it was DVR, it was TiVo, and you had TiVo, yep. and you, that was such a big deal in technology. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, it's so crazy how how yeah, it's bonkers. But like, I remember. I mean, I remember going to the mall with my friends, especially my one friend Jen. Uh, we were like peas in a pod, and um, again, we were. Aries and Leo. Well, she's an Aries. Uh, I'm an Aries. She's a Leo. So oh she was. <laughs> so we were always just feeding off each other's <laughs> energy, you know, as kids. And um, she and I would go to the mall and always go into Claire's, and we would always look at like the things that you had. They had in the back with like all of the InSync, like little baby bio books that you could oh, buy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they didn't have. They didn't sell the magazines, but they had those. They had posters. They had like. I don't know. It, it's just just a magical time at a young kid's life, you know, like like walking back into Claire's. I don't know if they still. Ha- I mean, I know Claire still exists, but I don't know. Like, do they have like BTS stuff now? Or is I, it- okay, so I I went into a Claire's recently actually because they actually have some like super fun earrings that, as an adult, I I too yes. like to be whimsical and have fun. Um, <laughs> So, so I go there for cheap earrings sometimes. Uh, I don't see anything like that. It's more so based around like toys or like movie franchises or things like that. It's not quite so. Um, it's not quite so like band driven. I honestly think because the longevity of tween music is so short nowadays. 
and I, I told, yeah. I sound yeah. like a boomer right now, but like maybe like back <laughs> in my day. Um, but it, it really is like, think about how quickly, like all this music comes out and how it just constantly turns over and, um, how it it's different. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, okay. So BTS like is really big right now, but like black pink before the pandemic, um, and like late 2019, 2020 had just come out with this amazing album and they are, I have no they're idea. one of my favorite, like K-pop girl groups. Like they are doing the most right. And they were making their U.S. debut. There was this, all this hype about the fact that they were the first like uh, K-pop girl group to be on American television. It was like a whole thing. Right. And then like that, they were, you didn't see them anywhere. You didn't see them anywhere on American wow. television anymore. I, I had no idea. Like I, I, I usually like I don't keep up with a lot of the things, like because I'm stuck in my my own ways already. <laughs> well, I was gonna say there's also just like too much to keep up with, right? Like there is, yeah. It's very saturated for sure. And yeah, and like I, I do like. I do like some things, and a lot of the things that I'm introduced to, I'm introduced to on freaking TikTok, <laughs> of all things. You know what I mean? Yes. So I was like, I'll get on the app for the children. And I was <laughs> I was so against joining TikTok. I was like, I'm never doing this. I'm never doing it. And then the people that I worked with, like, um, at the start of the pandemic, they we had, like, a Snapchat, a group Snapchat. And so they would just send each other, uh, we would all send each other TikToks. And I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. This is kind of fun. <laughs> I guess, I guess I could do it. <laughs> I was like, I can see. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. was the exact okay. same way. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, the app where all the half naked kids like dance. Like, no, I don't want to. Like, I, I was, I was like, first of all, it's highly inappropriate for me to go on there because it's like a sixteen-year-old's shaking their things, and it's like, live your life, baby. But like, I don't want to be a creeper. And, but, yes. but then it was the, I, I agree. I think there was this, uh, there was this interesting shift on the app, like in late 2019, like right before the pandemic started, where more millennials started going on or Gen Zers yeah. were finding old vines and they were uploading yeah. the vines on there or something like that. Something along those lines, because then all of a sudden somebody, I remember one of my friends sending me a vine via TikTok and I was like, hold on. I thought this was lost to the internet forever. Like I can watch this again. <laughs> and then once I got on the app, I was like, oh, there is some short form content. But I mean, that really didn't start for me until I think the last week of March, because by that point, New York City had been shut down for two weeks and mm -hmm. I was like in my room dying from COVID and I was just like, I'm like, I need to do God. something to get my brain off of these four walls and the fact that I'm wheezing. Um, so yeah, yeah it's again, it's so funny how social media evolves like so quickly, right? Like it does. Um, I feel like it, it, it happens so fast, like faster than it did before. I feel like even, you know, back in the day, 100%. um, I mean, I mean, do you remember even like like the Angel Fire and like the Geo sites websites that they would have of like all the boy bands and stuff? Geo like it would be like fan webs. Like I think it was Geo 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 Cities Geo sites Geo Cities Geo uh -huh. Cities. Thank uh -huh. you. I think so. I think it's Geo Cities. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. and it, they would they would like it would be like fan pages where it would be like a very 
even like MySpace-esque, <laughs> like glittery background with, um, you know, like all of their content and stuff like that, uh, and fan information about, oh my god, about all the boy bands. And if it, sometimes it was like dedicated to a specific member of the boy band, and <clears throat> like I, I loved all of them. I was not picky, like. I, I think whenever I was younger, when I first watched that Disney special, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, or it was Justin Timberlake, I was like, he was always wearing baby blue in the beginning mm-hmm. of the career. He was always wearing baby blue. Um, and then I grew up a little bit and I, I like liked JC. My friend, my friend Jen that I was talking about, she was always a Lance fan. She was like obsessed with Lance. <laughs> Even, even like growing up, I was like, well, Joey and Chris are a little bit older. Like they're a little bit out of my age mm-hmm. range. So I was like, I couldn't, I would never be able to like have a chance with them. But I love Joey because like my family group is like my mom's side are all crazy Italians. And I was like, yay, crazy Italian. That's a crazy fun Italian. Like seems that he would be like fun to hang out with. And, um, I, I remember, like, whenever he did uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, I was, fabulous movie! That was fabulous. <laughs> that was that was like so my family, or at least like my mom would tell me, like at least a couple, like in her back in her day, that's like what her family, like our family, was like. My big fat Greek wedding <laughs> is constantly in my vocabulary. <laughs> I almost always quote it's okay i make lamb like at first it was a joke and now i it's become like so ingrained in my in my everyday conversation where it's like ask ask sarah klein because she you know it's like if there's a problem going on it's like i'm like it's okay i'll make lamb like as it's like i'm like as if it's like like it's my whole like everything's gonna be fine phrase it's like it's okay i make lamb like Oh, he don't think okay. no, he's a vegetarian. He don't eat no meat. It's okay. I make lamb. Like that's fine. Um, and it's like that's not real. Uh, okay, I guess the problem will be solved. Um, yeah, I like that. I say that all the time. And what else do I say? I say um, it's all uh, Andrea Martin's stuff because like she's my favorite in there. And yes. it's um, it's the uh, I love whenever she goes. Let me touch your hair, <laughs> and she like. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, they took a boopsie inside of my lump. Bubopsie. And inside they found my tween. Like, constant. It's, it's, it's constant. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I agree. It was like when I saw that movie and I was like, wait, like, singers can be in TV. Like, yeah, can be actors too. And I think this was before Justin Timberlake started, really started with his acting career yeah well yeah i think he was doing his solo music at that time yeah yeah you're no you're right you're right because i think it came out in like 2004 and by that he that time he was already out with an album yeah so yeah i just watched something on hulu um last night it was a true crime thing of course um with starring jessica biel and it was fabulous but but justin timberlake was in it and it took me a second because i was like why the hell is Justin Timberlake in this? In this, and I was like, "Oh, Charlotte, they're married. Of course, he's in it. Like, <laughs> of course, duh. duh. Like, yeah. of course, simply." Yeah, I have yet to watch that, but it is on my to do list. So I probably will watch it. Like again, while my nieces and nephews are in school this week, it was very um, good. I'm taking up time from work to to do all this. Aww. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, um, blah blah blah. <laughs> 
anyway, I guess, so with, like, Chris, for example. So Chris, like, he's, he's the oldest mm-hmm. one. And he was, like, the first member. So he was born October 17th, 1971. He's actually the son of a teenage single mom. And eventually he had, like, four younger sisters. But he actually grew up, like, an hour, or he was born, like, a, but maybe about, like, an hour and a half from where I am right now in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Oh, interesting. Um, and, but he grew he like, uh, I mean, they were not wealthy. He grew up very poor, kind of moved around a lot, just depending on, like, where his mom could get work. Um, they actually lived in um, Oil City, like, another, another city, maybe about, like, an hour and a half, two hours from where I am. And I've been to that place, and it's just, like, all farmland. Mm. It's just, like, yeah. And um, I think, actually, there he ended up getting cast like his first like performance was as Oliver in sixth grade <gasps> up in, um, which is so cute. Like <laughs> I could only imagine, like if you look at him and you can, you ever look at people and you're like, I could see you as a child. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he still to this day sort of has a baby face. So I get that. He does have a very it's cute little Just baby him face. be like, where is love? I would like die. <laughs> I would be, I would be deceased. Sweet baby angel. That's also one of my favorite musicals. Yes. I love that show. His, his, um, like his mom was a vocal coach. His grandma was a opera singer. Like his grandfather was a country singer. So he like, he already had, he had the okay. chops. Like it was already in his blood. He was like ready to go. I think. And then actually he moved to Ohio and it's, D-A-L-T-O-N, which is, to me, says Dalton or Dalton. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you go there, which I've been there, actually, my friend that passed away a couple weeks ago, um, he grew, he went to that high school and he was, he would always say, it's not Dalton, it's Dalton. Yeah. Or, like, or Dalton. Like, you, like, swallow the T. Of the- <laughs> Dalton. 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 Yeah. Dalton. Or, I can't, I don't know. Ohio is weird. Uh, <laughs> My mom's from there, so I understand what you mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? yeah. She grew up in, like, uh, just outside the Toledo area, so, like, I know. Okay. And, like, I was raised to, even though I didn't go to Ohio State, I was raised to be a Buckeye. Woo! Yes. Go Bucks. Um Me too. <laughs> um, Me too. But, yeah. That's, uh, is that, like, on the eastern side of the state? Do you know? Yeah, it's on the, it's, like, um, it's on the eastern side, and so it would be, like, kind of... Uh, my guess is it's like south of cleveland maybe by like akron i would say like yeah like a little it's not too far from akron because like i grew up in that general mm-hmm. area um so yeah it's not it's like maybe like maybe 45 minutes to akron and then like maybe like an hour and a half to cleveland i would think oh, okay that's my guess but it's very again it's very like middle of nowhere country oh yeah other than that, like, you go there, like, you go there, and it's Amish country for sure, like. Yeah. Um, like, you, there's horse and buggies on the side of the road, like, all, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that crazy. part of the state is, like, very, just everything is so spread out, and it's a, like you, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a lot of farmland, for sure. Yeah. Um, but he was, he did, uh, South Pacific there with his school there, and he was, uh, Lieutenant Joseph School. <gasps> wow. Um. Yeah, so it's it's really cute, but he he moved around a lot. He did a lot of music in high school. Um, he ended up graduating in 1990 and moved to to Orlando to kind of like build a relationship with his father. And then 
he was he wanted to be an actor. He wanted to do like musical theater and stuff because that's like what he did. But they gave him scholarships for being in choir, so he just pursued music. And then he ended up like while he was in in college, he was like working with three freaking jobs. One of them being a performer at at Orlando um, in Universal Studios um, in a doo-wop group called the Hollywood High Tones. And he also was a photographer at SeaWorld. And then he waited tables at Outback. And occasionally he DJed, which, okay, like, boy knows how to work, man. Hey, you know what? <laughs> artists, I'll tell you what. Artists are a scrappy bunch for sure. They will. They, they will do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and I respect that the hell out of that you know um but he's also i didn't this is another thing like obviously since he was born october 17th he's a lee or he's a libra um and he he must be just on the cusp of libra and yeah and scorpio yeah um which hold on because whenever i looked it up it said that he was a libra sun and moon because they didn't have his sure um but oh yeah definitely not scorpio but like i was also trying to figure out his enneagram type Mm. and i was kind of thinking that he was i think he's probably a four actually but like a fun four like a four with a big three i don't know many fours but i think because i think he always wanted to stand out he was always the one that like had like the weirdest yeah he's a he's a libra sure so it must have just been like a super early Libra season or something. Um, <clears throat> but he he was always the one like standing out. He always wanted to be a little bit unique and individual. And mm-hmm. that's what my thing, that's what my guess is. So he always wanted to be a little bit different. Okay. But he was like so kind of fun. Because like I know that like Enneagram 4s probably have a, they have stereotypically they're kind of, like introverted nobody understands me. yeah and like a little bit emotional but i feel like he's just an artist like and he just knows it. i think he's like a healthy four i think that also goes into you know like I mean? him yes absolutely and i think that also goes into him being a libra because libras do not rock the boat they are like they are the scales right like perpetually mm-hmm. always weighing one side or the other um very hard for them to make decisions. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, like, him wanting to stand out but still feeling like, but still being, like, withdrawn goes into Libra. So, yeah, I would probably peck him as a four for sure. Yeah, I, I would th- I would think so, too. Um, and I loved watching, like, in those specials, like, you, they would have, like, the little interviews about, like, you know, who would who's the craziest on tour, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he was kind of, even though he was the oldest, like he wasn't the most like mature, I guess. Mm. Like he was just, you know, he, he liked, he liked being playful and fun, but he also had a good work ethic and he liked writing and he liked um, <clears throat> kind of like working on different kinds of music and stuff and i remember him always in the in one of the videos and one of the things he had a pug with him all the time <laughs> and it, i think the pugs the pug's name was busta like from like buster oh my god <laughs> um and i remember that and he always he always had a dog which was adorable <laughs> that i remember but i think 
Busta died. I can't remember exactly what happened, but well, he's definitely probably dead now. I mean, it's been like twenty years, so <laughs> yeah. But I think he, I think he died like uh, like a couple years mm. into their career because I think they had. I think I was watching like an, um, a making the tour special for No Strings Attached, and there was another dog there. Mm. But it was yeah. But it was it was always kind of cute to see him with a dog. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he was always, like, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I'm, like, I'm, like, really into Chris right now. I think Chris is, like, adorable. And obviously, like, you know, he did the voice of, um, what's his name? Uh, Chip Skylark in Fairly Odd I always forget that. And then someone reminds me, and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My shiny teeth and me. <laughs> he was so perfect, and I remember like uh, last. I said this in the episode last week, but I rem- I was like watching the concert special from Fox Family, where he was featured. He was like he had a, an entire song solo, and I was like, oh, that's definitely Chip Skylark right there. That's that's for sure. Like, just <laughs> there it is. Um, he even had he like I think post instinct he even had like another band. It was kind of like alter like alt rock but like classic rock it was called nigel's 11 i never heard of it Mm-mm. but they didn't last very long because it was they were all over the place they lived it was like geographically like it didn't make sense for them but yeah. um yeah but it was like very influenced by like queen and boston and stuff like that Love but that for him um do you remember I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I vaguely remember it, but I never got to watch it. But it was like a, a show on VH1 called Mission Man Band. Uh, yeah, because isn't that how um, O-Town was created? No, that was that was making the band. Uh. That was making the band in like 2000. And like uh, Mission ba- Man Band was a was like in 2007. It only like lasted a few episodes. It was not very long. But it was like, it was Brian Abrams of Color Me Bad, Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, Chris Kirkpatrick, and then Rich Cronin from LFO. And so they were all former boy band members trying to make another man band. And I don't think it got, I, I don't think it got, like, I, I don't know what, I don't know why, but I, I don't think it did very well. Um, which is kind of weird to me because I feel like if they did that now... Everybody would be well, it. You, you know, know I, mean? I think maybe part of it is literally just the timing, right? Because if you think about it, like, people, there are people from each of those boy bands who have gone on to start their own solo careers and, like, really launch off. And it can, yeah. I'm not saying that it was, but it, I can understand how it can be perceived as maybe, like, fame desperation or... Um, I just, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think they should bring that back now, um, but I, 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 agree. I just I agree. think that maybe the timing, it was like too short between all of their, their groups disbanding and then them trying to start this other thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, that's just like, I don't know. I would, yeah, I would, I would definitely love to see it now because I, I mean, I know that they did like, um, there was like that ABC Christmas special um like a very boy band christmas mm-hmm. and it was like you know uh some members from nsync uh boys to men lfo or not lfo um o town um boys to men um 
there was like a ton of them that showed up and did, you know, and it was like adorable and like just so nostalgic and wonderful. <laughs> like, I feel like it was just perfect. Like, I would have loved to see more of that, um, like regularly. Well, <laughs> like 98 Degrees was there too. Uh, 98 so. Degrees, very underrated. Um, I you talk about nostalgia. I went and saw a show, uh, I don't know, like a month and a half ago at Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. And, uh, Joey McIntyre was a, uh, supporting <gasps> character. And that man is oh, keeping it tight. I'll tell you what. And, <laughs> and he has never sounded vocally better. At 50 years, oh, 50 really? years old, he still, he sounds so good. It is just, it's wild to me. I'm like, he is really taking care of his voice. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah. I, yeah, we talked about, we talked about New Kids on the Block in one of the first mm-hmm. episodes of this season because they were, they were such a blueprint for the upcoming boy bands in like the late 90s early 2000s oh yeah for sure they were yeah they were such a big a big deal even back then and heck even now i mean they're still together still touring and like they do a lot with backstreet boys and oh yeah they were also on that uh, a couple of them i think were on that um that christmas yeah 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 because i think um i think what that just happened like last year or something like that yeah yeah it was just the end of it was just the end of 2021 which i mean it like it made me so happy i got i got all the butterflies i was like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) uh like my inner 12 year old was like "Ah!" i'm so into it (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah i'm i'm still very much a child i think hey we need to Uh, take care of our inner children so that we can be functioning adults Sure do. That is sure correct. Do. Um, actually, speaking of like Broadway and stuff, um, in 2002, I think Chris was actually offered the role of Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, however, he did want, he turned it down because they were like, they were on a, like, NSYNC was on a break, hiatus, whatever you want to mm. call it. And he just was like, I just want some time to like be away from the spotlight. Um, he did a lot of, he did like, he had his own company when when he was like working with NSYNC. He was like doing clothing company called Fu Mansquito. I, I think they didn't really last very long, but it was like a three year thing where it was just, he was doing like unisex t-shirts and shorts and like, like weird hats and stuff like that. So he tried to do stuff like that. So, um, and I think Britney Spears even like was like seen wearing some of his clothes, which Aww. is cute. But yeah, he's, uh, so he's done well for himself. He was like recently on like, uh, what's it called? Um, he was on Celebrity Big Brother, which I've never seen before, Mm -hmm. but he was, he was on there a couple months ago. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he's just, he's, he still does a lot of stuff. Like he still does a lot of like music producing and writing and stuff like that, but he's like a dad. Like he's married, he got married in, um, 2013 to this girl who's a, um, who's like, um, I think she was, she did like marketing represent. Mm. I forget exactly what it was, but, uh, like she's, um, her name was Carly Sklendany is like, I think that's how you say her name. Um, and they have, uh, they have a son and he was, he's like about, f- about three or four years old now. Um, 
And he lives in Nashville, so it's cute. Like, he's, you know, I mean, he married later in life. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders, and it's just, he just seems adorable. Like, and I love seeing um, some of, like, Lance Bass's, like, pictures where he always incorporates, you know, pictures of, like, Chris and Joey. And I think, actually, Joey is actually his, um, his kid's godfather. Oh, yeah. I mean, that checks out because I think Joey and Lance are still very, very close. Yes. Yeah. Um, Actually, so I think I I wrote this down because there's a lot of there's a lot of Leo and there's a lot of Aquarius amongst the group. Yeah. So like Joey's an Aquarius with a Taurus moon, but we don't know his his rising Mm -hmm. sign. Um, JC is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon with a Libra rising. Justin's an Aquarius sun, Sagittarius moon and Leo rising. That and checks out. Le- that really checks yeah. out. 100%. <laughs> and then Lance is a Taurus Leo Leo. Mm-hmm. So, which is really cute. I love them. I love I that. I mean, for look, them. they can't be all air and fire signs because otherwise they literally would have exploded and they needed some earth in there. And so thank God some of them, at least he had Lance with the Taurus <laughs> sun and he got some like earth moons going on in there because that would just be, and as an air sign myself, but I mean, they, it's just insane. Yeah. They, they fed off each other's energy and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they had their little spats here and there, but they really did seem to have like a really good relationship with each other. Like, um, no, Justin didn't show up for like every single event, like, but he did show up, like he was at, he was in Chris's wedding with the rest of mm-hmm. them. Like he did show up for a lot of other events. Like whenever the NSYNC did Coachella a few years ago with Ariana Grande, like, the only reason Justin wasn't there was because of, like, he was just was wrapping up hit the Man of the Woods tour, I think. Mm. So, yeah. So he was just wrapping things up and he couldn't make it to Coachella. But Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's so hard. Well, and the interesting thing I find about NSYNC is that they never, like, officially broke up, right? Like, but they've also never come back like they've never they never made a statement that it's like oh we're broken up um but they've they've also never come back together to create new music so i think it's just like a parting of the ways type of a thing but it's very clear that like the five of them are like look back on that time very very fondly and uh you know they all have success in some way shape or form i do i have always felt like jc is was like jealous of Justin, yeah. um, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's crazy kind of just like what happened. Like they were so burnt out because they had just been working nonstop mm-hmm. for like four or five years. I mean, like when no strings, obviously whenever they broke away from Lou Pearlman, cause he was a turd, <laughs> <laughs> um, when they broke away from him and they were able to do no strings attached, that album like I think I said last in the last episode, it broke. Like they they went platinum in one right. day. It broke like Backstreet Boys Millennium al- um, albums record sales, and then I think by the in the first week they they went double platinum. It was like they had sold two point four million in the first week, and um, and then they men- ended up they had, did like two tours, and then they ended up going um, and they were on like 
they did the Super Bowl halftime show and it just always going and doing something. And then they did Celebrity and they did that the tour from with Celebrity and they were just so tired. And they all were like, let's just take a break six months just to regroup. Yeah. What happened was Lance was approached like before he joined NSYNC, he wanted to be an astronaut. And so he was approached by somebody that was like, hey, we would like to film you and try to get you into space essentially uh, like we want to see you. the man is not qualified <laughs> you remember, i mean do you i mean I, I don't know if you remember this or not but it was it was in like early 2000s so they ended up like they sh- they had a camera crew where he was like working with like russian cosmonauts getting him trained to go to space and it was like they tried to do like a documentary of it um i i think they they lost funding so they actually never were able to go to space mm. um but he ended up they ended up saying, like, I can't, he's like, I can't, I really want to do this. This has been something that I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, but I can't, like, it, it ended up getting, he, he couldn't tour for a year. Like, he had to dedicate, like, a year of his life to going to space, to into this program. And so I think Justin took that opportunity as, like, I still want to work. Yeah. So he just did his own thing. And obviously JC was trying to do the same thing. But I think when that happened, um, when that happened, um, Justin was obviously, like, since he was the first one to do it, it kind of skyrocketed. And then um, JC had an album kind of flop. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be, do you remember like the, that one uh, Super Bowl where it was like Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson? Yes, and then, of course I do. Yes. So it was infamous. Such a big deal. Yes. And, um, in light of that, I forget exactly, I don't exactly know why, but they can't, like, just, JC was supposed to do something for the Rose Bowl, like, he was supposed to perform at the Rose Bowl, and then, be, I think, I think in the wake of that, it got canceled for mm, some reason. Probably because, I mean, and, they associated him with Justin because they were both a part of NSYNC. They were like, oh, we can't yeah. control, control these young bucks or whatever, um, which... Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why. Oh, that's horrible. Like, and it's just, it's just like he, he's done. Like JC, I don't. I feel like they were all great. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but I feel like JC never got the chance that he deserved. I think you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I think I think he was also in that sort of middle ground of his age as well, where he wasn't like he was literally the middle kid essentially with age wise, mm-hmm. right? He like was. he wasn't in the older group with Joey and Chris. But he also wasn't the the younger ones with uh, Justin and Lance, so he was sort of in the middle. And you know, it was he like I always remember him in interviews making it like very clear that like he wanted to be the front man, like he was he was trying to like be the alpha or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's just like the Leo in him for sure. <laughs> but yeah. It always seemed like to me he was like trying to push this narrative about where he sat in the band that just simply wasn't true. Um, and, you know, especially, especially after, um, especially when No Strings Attached came out, because I felt like during their debut album, you know, he and Justin really shared the spotlight as far as like leads, should, yeah. leads on a lot of songs. Yeah. And then in No Strings Attached, it was mostly Justin. 
Um, or at least the hits, right? Like the top, you know, stuff that was playing on the radio was mainly, yeah. um, you know, it's sort of the Destiny's Child effect, right? Where, you know, you know, you try to, they tried to be equal, but then, you know, Beyonce stood out so much and, um, yeah. So I I do feel bad for JC in a lot of ways. Like poor guy. I feel like he's gotten the short end of the stick a lot of the times um yeah i agree i hope he is well isn't he like doesn't he do like judging stuff now and things like that yeah like so so like for him um he actually did some like writing and producing for backstreet boys eventually like in like 2007 like he's done he was like a um a judge on a dancing competition um, like he does, he does, I think it's mostly just like writing and producing mm. now. Like, um, what was I going to say? I think one of the funny things that I was like, whenever I was reading about him, apparently he was raised Mennonite and I was like, what? In what universe? In what universe? What? <laughs> I was like, I know. Right. So he was actually, so like I said, he was, he's an, um, Aquarius or I'm sorry, he's a Leo and his birthday is August 8th. 77 mm-hmm. and he's from maryland like up uh like this probably it's it looks like it's like the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. um but he i don't know exactly what happened but he his biological mother like transferred guardianship of him to his foster fa- family roy and karen Chazay. Uh, that's essentially what happened okay. so they adopted him i don't know i don't I, this is this is what it doesn't make sense because like I don't imagine many Mennonites being able to sing and dance and perform, but that's always what he did. Mm-hmm. And he won some kind of like competition. Mm-hmm. And um, then he it, it essentially led to him being offered a position on the Mickey Mouse Club when he was right. 15. Um, and apparently he was pretty shy, but, you know, when he was performing, he was really performing, which actually checks out because I think if you watch some of the videos and like the interviews and stuff, like he was, he always was like, I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. He was always Mm -hmm. like, when I'm not performing, I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they always, they always like knocked him for it, but you watch him perform and he was like an incredible dancer. He was always going like above and beyond. I mean, his dancing skills were wild. Um, Yes. He is inc- he's an incredibly talented dancer. And I will, I mean, you were talking about how he's more of a songwriter and a producer now. I mean, I think that yeah. he had a hand in a lot of, I know in his, his own music, obviously, but I think also in, in Sync's music as well, um, that I, I, I love when I see people who have, who, yes, they can sing and yes, they can dance, but like to be a producer and a songwriter that can open up so many more doors for you. And honestly, the career longevity that way, that way, um, I have a couple of friends who are composers. So like, I don't know from personal experience, but just from having conversations, I mean, yeah, just the longevity. I mean, the man can be in the music industry until he's like 70, essentially, if he wants to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like he was, um, let's see here. Yeah, he did a lot in, he wrote, I mean, they, they had some more freedom where they were able to write some more songs with, like, no strings attached. Um, and then they, I think, and then it got, 
it got even more so with celebrity like they were able to do more but like with no strings attached i think the sound like from what i gather it seemed like they were not sure like what sound they were going for like they had a lot of influences with a whole bunch of different kinds of things but they kind of just kind of took pieces of them and kind of made no strings attached with this mm-hmm. today but like jc and justin they both they always were writing stuff together like when they were on um mickey mouse club together like they were on the on mickey mouse club together at the same freaking time as christina aguilera britney mm-hmm. spears carrie russell and ryan gosling yep. like they were that was like such a big cast <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, it's the Mickey Mouse Club, like, really did uh, open up a lot of doors for a lot of our favorites, like, celebrities, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, because, yeah. And they were, like, they, I think Justin and JC, I think, had kind of formed a bond when they were on that show, because Justin was the youngest, and he was, like, I don't know what, he needed some kind of guidance, I think, and he kind of looked up to JC, I think, in that mm-hmm. way. And even after they, after like Mickey Mouse Club ended like the three like Justin Timberlake and JC and Britney Spears always kind of had like like an agreement like we'll help each other out whatever and like I think what happened was um like uh when Chris found Justin and JC they were already like kind of working on some music in Nashville already Mm -hmm. and I think Lou Pearlman had had kind of just known that obviously they they needed some young people that already were experienced Mm -hmm. and so he he kind of found those two together for him um but yeah so like jc um i remember do you remember i think i remember i can't remember him dating a whole lot of people but i do remember him dating tara reed for a while oh yes (laughs) oh yes because she got bless her heart i mean Poor girl was, like, pumped up with so much crap from her agents and things like that, right? Because yeah, mental health is, you know, they didn't want to get her, give her the help, the actual help for her mental health. And they just wanted her to be, like, a workhorse and do all these crazy teen movies um, for a long time. But, yeah, I remember seeing them together and being like, that's weird. Um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Can't think about it too hard. But yeah, yeah, I think that the dance show that I was just looking it up, um, the dance show that that he did stuff for was for America's Best Dance Group. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, and he has done. I think he writes and produces stuff for David Archuleta, um, Matthew Morrison. Um, Not Matthew Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But like David Archuleta, Backstreet Boys sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> um what else was i gonna say here um re- okay. oh oh i'm sorry like i'm reading i'm sorry i'm like reading this i i must have missed this the first time whenever i was like looking over mm-hmm. it. it it says in 2014 this is on like wikipedia and it has like the the little things on it where it's like the where they got the information mm-hmm. but it says in 2014 shazay was selected to join the north american tour of andrew lloyd weber's rock opera jesus christ superstar as pontius Pilate. Other cast members included superstar winner Ben Forster, with other well-known artists including Incubus's Brandon Boyd, um, Destiny's Child Michelle Williams, and Public Image Im- Image Limited's John Lydon, which I don't know about him. Um, 
but it was canceled abruptly in 20 in May 2014 which is crazy to me because like they had poor poor ticket sales but I'm like I'm sorry JC Chazay, Brandon Boyd and Michelle Williams well okay let's really think about the logistics of Michelle Williams singing <laughs> the part of Mary <laughs> that's a thought I was, gonna, I was gonna say I was gonna assume Mary Mary Magdalene See, I, I, I would have loved to have seen JC I'm sure Brandon was cast as um Judas no because I believe oh, I believe Ben Forrester so Superstar was one of those UK um shows where they 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 they, there was a string of them there was one for oliver where they searched the country for like a normal girl and a normal little kid what like this woman to play nancy and this kid to play oliver um and i it was one of i think it was one of those shows and i think it was i think it was for the part of jesus in that show um so i was gonna say like so i wonder if brandon was gonna be playing judas but it's also i could yeah i mean it's also like i don't know i don't i personally don't feel like that show i also am a big fan of that show too (laughs) musical theater nerd over here um i just yeah i i mean that's that's crazy too i mean but also like that show is typically hard to sell tickets for because of its content right um i in yeah, some ways. I, I suppose that would make sense. But yeah. I, I could, I could see that. You know, but I, uh, but I like love that him and Chris were both cast in like Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, they all have, they all have, like do like musical theater. Like Joey was very involved in it. Obviously, like Lance was too. But like, um, I think in the one episode that we were talking about last season and um, when we were talking about the game shows, like Joey was on like that episode of like Nick arcade. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he's done a lot too. Um, hold on. Let me see what, what other, what shows has he done? He, he played Mark in rent. Mm-hmm. Um, J- this is Joey. Okay. Um, Joey did. He was Seymour in little shop of horrors in 2004 he played Franz in The Producers in 2010. Um, he was Burt Barry in 42nd Street in 2013. And then he did Rock of Ages um, in 2015. So, which, is, like, I could see that. I could see all of oh him. Oh my doing gosh, all of yes. I was going to say Rock of Ages. He is perfect for Rock of Ages. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's, de- he's done different films and he's been on like we were talking about like he was on my big fat greek wedding he was on he was in my big fat greek wedding i was gonna say don't forget that for don't forget the sequel (laughs) (laughs) he's done a couple other like really smaller films too um but the fun fact he was he did have a cameo in star wars episode two attack of the clones but the scene was deleted so oh, no. um, poor guy. Yeah. But <laughs> do you remember the movie on the line that he did with Lance? Yes. It was like it was so tiny and it was like it was adorable. And it was but, but it was so on. bad because Lance can't <laughs> act. I'm sorry. Like we love Lance. We, we do. Really do. You you have other talents in other areas, my sweet baby angel. Like not not yes. in acting. Just being a wonderful person just just continue marrying everybody and you know people will not be (laughs) upset by that but joey did a lot of 
he did lots of TV stuff, like, where he was hosting. Um, he did, like, an episode of, like, a couple episodes of Impractical Jokers. I think he was on The Masked Singer in 2019. Mm-hmm. He did this show called Common Knowledge, which I think is still on. And, obviously, he did Dancing with the Stars, and he was the runner-up. Um, mm. And... Uh, I think I forget exactly who it was. Let me see here. Who won? Because, oh, yeah, he was runner up to Apollo Ono. Oh, okay. So that would, I mean, it makes sense. But it, like, I, I do remember watching him on that season of Dancing with the Stars and being like, Joey! <laughs> I was like so excited for him. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I love his relationship with the Impractical Jokers guys. Um, they yes. are. I don't know. Their relationship is just so funny to me. I think he is partnered with Q or was partnered with Q before he shut down his brewery in Staten Island. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah, think, yeah. I think Joey, does he live in Staten Island right now? I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. He, what he did, he was born and raised in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and then he ended up moving to Orlando whenever he was, like, 13. Um, I think, because, like, his dad was actually a doo-wop singer as well. And um, and I think it was, like, for another job, so, that he got, and that he moved to Orlando. But, um, yeah, he spent most of his childhood in Brooklyn, and I think you can see that. Like, I think he's, he he looks like a Brooklyn boy. Like He's so, he's so New York. It's, like, stupid. (laughs) He is, he is so, he is so, like, deep i'm not talking like williamsburg brooklyn i'm talking like deep like bay ridge like brooklyn he is that guy like he for sure like he's like he's that guy you can take home to your mother and like on sundays and like he's like oh can i help you with the sauce and she's like sure you want to help me you know how to make sauce he's like yes i do my mother taught me and it's like a whole thing my mother my mother taught me (laughs) obviously he doesn't speak like that but that's how he speaks in my brain yeah i i mean (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's an Italian from Brooklyn, so of course. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he did... Oh, that's right. I forgot. He did this, the singing bee, too. Um, he did... He hosted... Or he was an announcer for Family Feud for a little okay. while. Yeah. So he's done... A, like, he's done, a, he's done plenty. And, like, it's it's very cute to see, like, the relationship that he has with Lance. Like, Lance and him are, like, best buds. I just love um, that Joey is, like unapologetically like himself and he's like yes. he just oh I mean and you can see it in the type of work that he has done and the work that he's like taken since InSync has dispersed right like it's all very him um and I think that there is something like admirable to be like I just like like I like being me can I be me like you need an announcer like let's yeah yeah like he's just he, and it's it's very cute. Like he, I, I love it. Like he's like even whenever again watching those old videos like I did last week. Like I loved seeing him, like as a, just as a person. Like he was so like this. Like I think he's an Enneagram Seven. Like he was just mm-hmm. the ham and very impulsive and just like I'm gonna be me and you can deal with like take it or leave it. Just. You know, yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, and uh, like you could see a lot of that. Like, I mean, I, I remember him being like criticized for his weight, which he was never. 
never like him and you know Chris I mean? got some BS bash backlash. I remember, especially after, you know, they're not on tour and they're not dancing their asses off all the time. You know, people's weight fluctuates and like, let them be normal people. Nobody needs to have a yeah. six pack all the time. If you do, that's your gig. If you don't, that's also your gig. Like let people just live in the bodies that they have. Like there's yeah. no reason yeah. to fat shame these, these, anybody in general, obviously, but like also fat isn't a bad word. We could go on a soapbox about that for like 20 minutes, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, no, it's right? like, don't blame someone. I mean, even somebody like Shakira, I remember her having an interview like years ago where she was like, Oh yeah. Whenever I'm not on tour, I immediately gain 25 pounds back. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's where your body naturally wants naturally sits but because you do so much cardio on your tours and you do so much dancing like of course like you're like you're very you're like significantly more svelte than you you know typically or the way that your you know body is naturally made i don't know what i'm trying to say exactly but yeah i mean i was like yeah they i remember people calling him like the fat member of the band or something like that or the fat one because his last name is yeah Yeah. so rude it is it is like he like i mean he did have like a didn't he have like a hot dog stand called joey's yeah fat fat ones no i think it was just called fat ones yeah on fat ones uh hot dog (laughs) my google searches are going to be the weirdest um yeah it's it's in orlando it's still there. Yeah. It's a food truck. A food truck. Okay, yeah. I was like, I knew there was there was something along that line, those lines. But like, I mean, I mean, and again, he seems like he's he's got a lot going on. He's made it. He's successful, and it seems, still seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Obviously, like he he married his high school sweetheart. They had two kids together. Mm-hmm. His youngest daughter is on the autism spectrum so obviously there's like he's like he still wants to be a parent still wants to be present for mm-hmm. his kid but i think he and his wife split up a couple of years ago and he's with somebody else now but like he's just he just seems like a good guy like i would want to hang out with joey like i want to be friends with joey <laughs> literally like i want to go get a brewski with him for sure immediately yes. yeah Tell me everything you know, Joey. Joey, just um, tell me stories. I'll just, like, sit there with my head in my hands, just, like, staring at him, being like, just tell me stories for three hours. I'll have fun. Um, it'll exactly. be great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, oh, gosh. Like, I mean, we, we I haven't even, like, delved into Lance or Justin yet, really. <laughs> But like, holy cow! I mean, like I said, Lance and Lance and Joey are best friends. Lance has done a lot of stuff. I feel like he's more of a public figure now. Like he's he's done he's done stuff. Like he's done like producing and stuff like that too. But I feel like whenever he obviously there was like there was like a big thing about the space travel that got shut down and he was never able to go, and then. He came, he officially came out in 2006, mm-hmm. which was like a big deal. But I, because I remember being a kid and watch, and like, I remember him dating Danielle Fischel and mm-hmm. uh, like thinking how cute that was. And, um, and they went to prom together. Mm-hmm. But I remember like as soon as he came out, I, the first person I thought of was my friend Jen whenever I was a kid because I was like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, I, I yeah, like he's just. I think he's. I think I love watching him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching him and his TikToks because obviously he's a he's a Leo, so he or he has Leo in his chart, so he likes to perform. <laughs> he likes being in, in the spotlight for sure. Like, which by the way, if I I watched the um, last week, we watched the um, on, gosh the the boy band con. Oh yeah. Um, like, the information like all that stuff about Lou Pearlman mm-hmm. he like Lance produced all of that like he produced the story and I loved watching his mom and I was like his mom just seems so yeah cute. Like, oh <laughs> just, my god sweet baby angel she, uh so Lance makes yeah. a lot of appearances on one of my favorite reality tv shows Vanderpump Rules because he's very good friends with Lisa Vanderpump so like in oh, later really? in later think- seasons um he is shown more and more on the show. Um, but he is like such a big philanthropist and ad, ad, um, advocate in general now. Um, which I think it's always so important. It's like, if you have that amount of influence or that amount of celebrity or that amount of money, like period, if you're not doing something good with it, you're doing it wrong. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, I remember him, I do remember him being on Dancing with the Stars, and I remember Lisa Vanderpump was on Dancing with the Stars. I'm wondering, I can't remember if they were on the same season or not, though. Uh, let's look it up. I think he was, like, I can't remember if he won second or third place, but he, because I think it was, uh, Brooke Burke and Warren Sapp were in there with him, and he was... Oh, Lisa, Lisa was on way later. She was on season 16. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. okay. I because I like I I would watch that show here and there whenever I could. Sure. <laughs> and you know, like and I would love to see like who was who was in, who was out and who was terrible and blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, 100 Yeah, we just um I'm going through all of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with my best friend right now and we are we just got through the season where she was on Dancing with the Stars and there was the whole like debacle about her quote-unquote falling and hurting herself to get eliminated you know there was a whole thing um but yeah no he does a ton of um he does a ton of philanthropy obviously for you know glad and um lgbtq plus uh the lgbtq plus community in general obviously should of course um and he's sort of like a figure in like west hollywood like he's like yeah, I agree. I I think he's more of just like a public figure at this point. Yeah, I feel I I feel because he he did come out and he like when he did, it wasn't like I mean, obviously being gay wasn't like a new thing, but I think it was still at a point where people were still kind of keeping it a little hush-hush. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like he kind of made it like he's influenced people to at least like it's okay if you are like well yeah I'm, I mean even look at um Jonathan Bailey mm-hmm. who is known for Bridgerton fame right he just had a whole season that was like him as Antony like as the lead character he he's mm-hmm. gay but that wasn't like well known until after the season came out because he has specifically wow, said that didn't he that. didn't want to get roles based on his sexual orientation or he didn't want to he didn't want to not get roles either based on his sexual orientation similar to um oh my god what is his name um in uh will and grace will and grace not yes. not not yes. derek but um the guy who plays jack sean or um seth seth no no not no his last name is mcfarlane 
Um, <coughs> hold on. <laughs> We're all like, uh, like uh, oh, Sean me. Hayes. Sean Hayes. Yes. Why did I? Why? No, I Seth. Mit- I was like, yeah, you. Yeah, I was like, I was like. <laughs> I was like, that is also a person, um, not the person I'm thinking of, though. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, all good. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Sean Hayes has also sent interviews. He's like, I didn't, like, anytime anyone asked me about my sexual orientation, I, like, dodged a question because, I, honest, to be quite honest, it, like, it still isn't super acceptable to, like, quote, to, like, come out. And, um in a lot of ways, like there's still a ton of stigma, yeah. stigmas surrounding it. So, um, but I think also with Lance being as young as he was or having like such a young audience at the time when he came out, um, I think that inspired a generation of people to live their like truest, to like live their truest and like fullest lives. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Look, he's still such a handsome man, though. So handsome. He really is. <laughs> he really is. Him and his husband. I was like... Um, oh, God, yes. Was, I'm like, y'all are too attractive yeah. for your own good. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, leave some for us, please. Um, <laughs> there was... I, um, yeah, I do love watching him. I, but yeah, it doesn't make sense because like, I think in like the last episode we were talking about, like whenever he had just come out and in 2006 and then like 2007 or eight like i now pronounce you chuck and larry came out and Mm -hmm. he made an appearance in that movie at the end where he was i think i don't know he was like the an efficient or something in a wedding or he was like at a gay wedding and (laughs) it just made sense that he was there because he had just come out you know so Um, sure but it was it's it's uh (laughs) um and then obviously justin's the the big one just yep. a big one and he's got such a a huge career we can't not talk about his, like his solo career or even his relationship with like britney spears because oh, it was freaking everywhere they were they were the couple oh my god and like i mean obviously the matching jean oh yeah like the outfit that was iconic just just bonkers like yeah Justin had, he's just like just a megastar, like insanely, like and I don't know, I don't know what he's like on a personal level, but I can't imagine like how much that has changed him because like I mean like you watched him whenever he was a teenager, he seemed to be like the very sweet like, I don't know like he just seemed to be a very like normal kid almost like just like energetic but also hardworking and stuff like that you know? I mean he's always been incredibly ambitious and you can just tell from even early on yeah. in the Mickey Mouse Club like he's always just had that drive and without how much he how much he worked after with his solo career solo singing career and then also his acting career after in sync I mean the man has not stopped working I think probably the pandemic probably made him stop working finally, you know, and take a breather. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff with like him and Brittany's relationship, which I totally think you guys should do a deep dive on like their relationship and that would, do a yeah. season of like iconic um, celebrity relationships. Um, That's a really good idea. I yeah. like JT and... 
Brittany, uh, you also have, um, you know, Tommy Lee and Pam, you can do, you know, you can do a bunch of different people too, like across like all genres, right? You could even go into the whole like celebrity love, like game show things that they did. That should, I was going to say that should be in a sep, another separate season (laughs) where you should just like break down like tequila, 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 tequila. and <laughs> Flavor Flav, and fucking um, Brett, uh, Brett Michaels. Michaels, yeah, um, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, look at me. I'll just, I'll look just, you. you know, you just text me and be like, "What are your thoughts?" I'll just be like, "Well, here, here they all are. Um, take them, run with them." <laughs> um, I don't have a pop culture yeah. podcast. <laughs> I talk about murder <laughs> all the time. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, you know, and there has been a lot of contra not controversy, but, um, well, I guess you'll, we could call it controversy that has come to light after Brittany being released from her conservatorship and how she has been more outspoken yeah. about the tabloids at that time during her and Joseph, Justin's relationship and how he was, you know, it's the whole patriarchal BS thing that we see all the time in specifically pop culture and tabloids where, the man is praised or the male presenting person is praised for, you know, being the stud and like all these things and getting this gorgeous, like femme presenting person while the femme person is demonized and called a slut because, you know, the, like the man said that they like had sex or whatever, you know, like there, there's that whole thing too, which is really messy, but I can't even necessarily blame him for that either because to be quite honest, like in those interviews, people get manipulated so much and things are taken out of context. Yeah, for sure. I don't doubt that he didn't, you know, he didn't say more than he needed to say, but we also don't. I think he's even, I think he's even recognized that and said it. He like, definitely has. And same with the, you know the I mean? Janet Jackson thing to the Super Bowl situation. He's recognized and apologized for that, like over the course of his career but of course it wasn't nearly as damaging to his career as it was to her career you know there there's that whole dynamic as well but um i did see recently on tiktok someone was like you know tell me a celebrity that was like super super rude to you and somebody was talking about jt and i was like like gobsmacked by it because it seems like to me the person who was relating the story that maybe Justin was just having like a bad day, you know, and you can't necessarily blame people because to your point earlier, we've literally watched the guy grow up from the time that he was an actual child. So yes, there, there's only, you know, we all get cranky. We all get crabby. I certainly do a lot. And it's like, (laughs) I don't want people coming up to me and like talking to me if I don't want to like talk to them. Like, you know, or, you know, if I'm just trying to have dinner with my family, you know, in New York, I see, you know, I see celebrities, not like super often anymore, but, you know, a fair amount, but it, you know, it's, you know, whenever I tell people about like, oh, did you like go up to them? I'm like, typically I'm like, no, because they were having like coffee with somebody or they were like literally having dinner with their family. Like, I didn't want to be that person. Um, But yeah, I used to love all the Justin Timberlake, uh, oh my gosh, those like, uh, rom-coms from the mid 2000s. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Those were fantastic. Especially like the, like, 
There was like that that one that came out that around the same time. It was like No Strings Attached, and then like Just Friends, mm-hmm. which is really funny because like there was like that No Strings Attached was like it was or Friends with Benefits. I'm sorry, yes, Friends the, um, with Benefits. Yeah, not Just Friends. It was Just Friends with Brian yep. Reynolds, but um, Friends with Benefits and like that No Strings Attached one with like Ashton Kutcher and. Um, Natalie Portman, Portman. It was like the same movie yes. <laughs> that came out the same time with a different cast. But uh, yeah, like that. Um, what else was it? Uh, there was like Bad Teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was it? Yeah, The Friends with Benefits, which I liked that one. I, I thought him and Mila Kunis were adorable, which is hilarious because Mila Kunis ended up with Ashton Kutcher from the I other know. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I mean, they had really great chemistry on screen for sure. Um, yes. What yeah. else? And even him is in like a um, social network. Whenever he was, um, he did social network. That was a good one. Uh, uh, but that wasn't a rom com by any means. Um, but. he's great in the social network. But do you remember model behavior? <gasps> oh my! That God. was his first ever movie ever. It came out in two thousand. Because <laughs> I had to look it up. Came out in two thousand, starring. Uh, Maggie Lawson, Justin Timberlake, and Kathy Lee Gifford, which is just wild. Oh um, and it was the it was like sort of a Freaky Friday situation where like one of the girl like they weren't sisters but they looked alike, and how one of the girls was normal, and how one of the girls was, you know, uh, a model, and they switch places, and and Justin Timberlake ends up falling in love with the normal girl, and it's like the whole the whole oh, thing. I was gonna say, was that Disney Channel original movie? It was. It was. It was. was a television yeah. film that aired on ABC's Wonderful World of Disney anthology series. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh that's that makes yes. <laughs> I can't. I I cannot believe I forgot about that one. But that one for sure. That was a big one. Obviously, Trolls was a big one, but he was already an established, like, an established, like celebrity by that time i recently watched in time which he is in and it's like a sci-fi dystopian future movie i love those types of movies and it has amanda seyfried in it too and i i do remember that yes i mean he's just a great he's just so charismatic and just so easy to like watch on screen i'm sure he's great to work with um he seems i mean like as an Aquarius, of course, I'm a bias, but, like, we are very laid-back people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. And, of course, we all know about his, you know, deep connection with Jimmy Fallon, their besties. I love that. I love watching anything with the two and, of them. Like, yeah. I... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Whenever, like, the, whenever they're, like, in the, the camp, whenever, like, they pretend to be kids, they're like, best friends best forever. Friend forever. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it reminds me of those TikTok videos where it's like, oh, you want to play mermaids? Okay, I'll go first. <gasps> <It's> like... <laughs> yes, precisely. Um, exactly like that, Charlotte. Um, 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then like also he's been on SNL like how many times? A stupid amount of times. I think he's a five-timer, so he got, his, he got a jacket, right? Did he? Right? Tom Hanks like, gave him a jacket? Maybe. I think so. He's at the five-timers club. But I mean, like bring it on down. I'm a fill. We can't forget. I put my dick in a box. Uh, <laughs> that was like one of my favorite TikToks I've ever yes. done. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I need you to be that for Halloween one year um, for sure. Well, uh, you know what? I, I should. I should for sure. 
That's definitely one of my um, But yeah, like he's done. So, he's. I mean, he is funny. Obviously, I mean, he's a character. Yeah. Um, what do you think his enneagram is? Do you think he's a three? Um, I think. Let me look at the enneagrams. I would say he's either a three wing four. No, yeah, okay. I think wing four. Or he is a seven wing eight. With an eight wing? Yeah, with an eight wing. Yeah. Yep. That could be. I could see that too. Yeah. What do you think Lance is? Do you think Lance? Do you think Lance I is? bet. No, I think Lance might be a two wing. Two wing three, maybe? Two wing three? Yeah, the helper. I can see no. him being a helper. Um, now, that's cute to see him. Yeah, I could see that, too. I was thinking five, but I'm like, he's too, he's too, like, charming and, like, charismatic, I feel like. And not that seven, that fives can't be that way, but I think he's... Like, oh, no, you're slandering fives here. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't kidding. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but like usually fives are very. Oh, hi, kitty. Um, how did you get in here? Um, uh, he's yeah, he's like in the window now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like when he's. I mean, he's very cerebral and very smart and like methodical. Like, but I think he's also. But like usually, usually fives don't like the spotlight. So, no, you know what I mean. I don't think any of them are fives. What do you think Joey is? I think Joey's a seven. Yeah. I think Do you think Joey and Chris and are I sevens? Say, I think I think Chris might be a four, but he could be a seven too. And I know that seems very odd. Oh wait, you did say like four. Very, you like, did say four earlier, yeah. Yeah. Either a four or a seven. Like both either one of them for Chris. Because and I know that sounds odd because fours usually typically aren't but I'm like I sometimes I identify with things as a four and I think I'm a seven. Mm-hmm. I'm either I'm either a four or a seven or a nine, and I'm like I, I I'm not sure entirely, but I think I think I'm a seven, like yeah I think certain. you're a seven as well. I'm an eight, so that's a yeah. whole thing. Yeah, and I like I mean I I'm not like a super strong seven where I'm like yay positivity mm-hmm. all the time. Like I you know I I hate the world a lot time a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think that's me leaning into my six wing more than anything because I think I'm a I have a strong six wing because I'm like, hey, you want to play in a party? Let's do it. Yeah, Let's have fun. I'm a I'm an eight wing seven for sure. Um, yeah. but or yeah, wing seven because Sarah Klein and I are the same. Um, in that respect. But also when I took my enneagram the first time around, um three and four were both like really really high for me as well um so like when I there's this really great Enneagram book that my roommate read that I also read that I'll have to send to you to read if you haven't read it but um I forget what it's called uh the way back to you I think that's what it's called I've heard of that one yeah it's really amazing because it does talk about when you're for an example an unhealthy eight I have a lot of the similar characteristics to an unhealthy five you know and things like that um where it's like oh yeah of course like that makes sense if I'm unhealthy um so on and so forth but um what do we think JC is because I think he's the last one that we haven't yeah JC I would think JC I honestly think he might be an eight I could see that 
I could see him being an eight. I like. I could see that for sure. I could see an eight or maybe a maybe a one. I don't know if he was anxious though. Six. That's a loyalist. Sixes, yeah, sixes and ones can be kind of like common mistypes. Mm-hmm. The two can be commonly mistyped. Maybe he's like one. a yeah. I was gonna say maybe he's a one wing. Mm. One wing nine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he could be a one wing nine because, like, I mean, he did require a lot of rest. And, you know, <laughs> Honestly, whenever he would say that, I'm like, I see you. You're my people. I I understand you. We all require much rest all the time. And I was like, I've been looking into like human design too. I don't know if you've ever Uh, heard of it. And it's it's kind of woo woo. It's not. I'm not gonna lie. But um, you're talking to a woman who literally makes moon water and has crystals everywhere. (laughs) So it's not too woo woo for me. Just to believe, (laughs) I will never judge you. yeah, it's a little woo-woo, but, like, it's, uh, I mean, so is astrology and Enneagram stuff, if, you know, you think too much about it, right. but, yeah, so, like, there's, like, five different, like, types, and then they have, like, it's, like, a, I'll send you some information about it, but essentially, like, um, like, I'm a projector where I'm, like, I need, like, lots of rest and recuperation, mm. and, like, um, and, and I think J- uh, JC was, too, and, like, generally there's there's projectors generators reflectors manifesting generators and manifestors oh interesting did i say yeah so it's like there's one type that has like traits of both like manifestor manifestor generator would would have traits of both manifestor and generator and so like generators are like the ones that are like the worker worker bees or they they just are always doing things that make them happy that they should be working a lot. They, they like, and then manifestors are like the people that like are like the visionaries kind of like, I have an idea. Let's do this or things like that. And then, um, reflectors are just kind of like, they kind of take on the emotions or vibes of around, of a lot of the people around them. And so it can kind of be difficult for them to realize like who they are and like, Things like that. But I looked it up and I thought, and um, JC was a projector like me where he was just like, he is, he is a performer. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he, he does, a, but he needs a lot of time to himself and a, a lot of time to recharge and relax for him to like function properly. I just pulled up the website, My Human Design, and I just like mm-hmm. clicked in all my, cause like, you know, that Google autofill baby, we love it. Um, <laughs> and I am also a projector. With with a, really? with it says the seer underneath it. Oh, um, okay. I'm, I'm I'm a projector. I am a splenic projector. Cat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll look more into this though. This is very interesting. I I always find this. It is. I always find astrology and the enneagram and like all that stuff like very interesting to me because, um, yeah, one of my too. friends called me out during the pandemic and he sent me a. Uh, he sent me a TikTok where it was like people who are really into astrology were emo- like weren't emotionally understood as children and were probably bullied a lot. And I was like, okay, can you not bring up my trauma, please? Oh my god! Well, but, but it's, so it's crazy because yes, I mean it's true though. And like, I mean, I'm like a middle child, and I'm not like any of my siblings. Like, I and so 
like I was I've been thinking about it. It's like was that a trauma response? Not necessarily like like shutting down or being the good kid. Was that a trauma response? Because like you know, it's like my parents weren't that bad. Yeah. Like they were not like they weren't terrible parents, and I it wasn't like a terrible situation growing up. But I think, like, I just didn't know how to function in the world, like, the way that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Yeah, cute. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to look, look more into this for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'll, I'll cut, like, some of this Yeah, off, all good. But, um, so what about, uh, do you want to share your social media? and? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, you can find me on the internet at Charlotte C. Bird um, on Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, but I like don't really use it. Um, please come <laughs> hang out with me on TikTok or Instagram. Instagram is sort of the wild, wild west for me. <laughs> and um, you'll get a lot of yes. chaos over there. Um, but then my, you know, I do the makeup and the things on the tick of the talks as well. Um, more curated. Definitely more curated. And then um, please also check out my podcast, The Midnight Record, um, at The Midnight Record on uh, Instagram, TikTok. Twitter and we also have a Patreon. Um, but if you, if you go to my personal Instagram, you can find all that fun information as well. Yay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Charlotte. You are a true literal gem. And we well, you. only for you, Brie, for sure. No, this thank was fun. You. And it was also just good to like hang out with you and like talk to you because we don't get to talk very often. So yeah, I know. it was, it was a good time. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Um, everybody, please go follow Charlotte wherever you are on social media as well. And um, follow us. We are the Retrospects Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And Twitter is our is Retrospects P. I'm still trying to figure out how to change it. But <laughs> for some reason, it's Retrospects P. Um, so also send us an email if you want. It's the Retrospects Podcast at gmail.com. And yeah. Uh, listen to us wherever you're listening to us now. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. All that fun stuff. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you next week.